Time now for Labor Press's Blue Collar Buzz, your source for daily labor news and industry information. Hear discussions on the workplace and interesting talk from prominent and influential personalities in the labor community. And now your hosts, Bill Holfeld and Joe Maniscalco. Accountability. Welcome to Labor Press's Blue Collar Buzz here on AM 970, The Answer. I'm your host, Joe Maniscalco, senior editor at laborpress.org. And with me in the studio, uh, acting as co-host, is publisher Neil Tapel. Neil, how are you? Great today. And we are ready to rock and roll. And Joe, who's with us? Well, we're going to rock and roll with our first guest. Uh, Neil, you remember, uh, I think it was back in April, we had the folks from uh, Local 338 on to talk about the organizing efforts at CVS on Flappish Avenue in Brooklyn. And, and that is a great union. That's a model for the country. And it's also the, the first CVS to organize on the East Coast. Wow. Uh, as you know, the CVS stores out on the West Coast, they all have bargain contracts. Uh, folks over at CVS, they organized back in August 2015, and they're still fighting for a contract. So right now with us in the studio, we have uh, organizer Yomaira Frankie, and we also have uh, Director of Collective Bargaining, Mike Pascoretta. Folks, thank welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank, thank, you. thank you for having us back. So let's talk about uh, where, we are, where we are right now. Uh, have we made any, are we any closer to a contract? No, not at all, um, Joe. Uh, they, um, since the last time I met you and I gave you an update, um, they haven't made any movements whatsoever at the table where we have come back with some thoughts and ideas to be creative, to get a, a, a contract done, um, <clears throat> even to the point where we had met with them last week. And... Um, we came up with a creative wage proposal to try to address minimum wage and try to address the people that have been there a little bit longer. Um, we've gotten wage information and data from them, and they have hired people off the street at a higher raise, uh, rate of pay than what our workers are currently making. Uh, and when they were, they were questioned, the, you know, the standard stock was, oh, they had experience. And my argument was, and what about the people that have been here five, ten years working underneath you? That experience doesn't count at all. And which we, they gave no answer whatsoever. You know, that's, that's typical anti-union activity. Uh, you, you see that often. You see that in the building industry all over. Anti-union, when a store says, we're going we're gonna to show you that we are in charge, you're not in charge. That's what they do. It's that negative behavior. And what uh, somebody working in that store... Looking at that activity, I mean, could you imagine what they're, what they're thinking and how disgusting that is? People in that store dedicated to CVS look and see new hires coming in at a higher rate. Well, Yomara, you're, you're plugged into the, 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 the workers there. What are, what are they telling you? They're disgusted. They feel disrespected, you know, seeing that they have more experience. And these people are coming off, or are the new, newest members are coming from other stores, and they don't have the same experience as them, and and it's just a, a pure disrespect to them. They don't, they're not happy about it. So just to remind everybody that CVS is the largest pharmaceutical chain in the nation. Uh, you walk down the block, you stumble into one, whether you want to or not. They're everywhere. Absolutely, I'm looking to get bigger. And they're looking to get bigger. Tell us about that, Mike. Uh, well, <clears throat> they have a proposed $69 billion uh, merger purchase of um, 
Aetna Health Insurance, uh, and um, they want to be able to control the industry from not only uh, where you can go to as a doctor, but also the pharmaceutical industry as well. Um, you know, there's, there's, there are literally hearings going on up in Albany um, to talk about, um, you know, this. They, they don't want this to, to happen and be done wrong. There's no regulations to it at all. Uh, but you can hear consumer advocates talking about the fact that if they take this on over, it could lead to the smaller businesses, even some of the chains being knocked on out and making them a huge conglomerate that would oversee and take everything. I'm looking at stats, 9,600 CVS outlets operating nationwide. And that's incredible. That's, a, that's, a, that's an empire. That's a country employing more than 240,000 people. Right. So in other words, you know, they've, they've got the money. They can, play, they can pay decent wages. I mean, they're doing it out on the West Coast. Mike, what's the relationship between uh, the West Coast stores and you guys? I mean, they must be looking at this very closely. Um, we, <clears throat> they are. Um, unfortunately, we're a little bit of a standalone here uh, from where it is, but they have their contract settled. Their contract is a very mature contract. It's been around for years, um, so you know it's just traditional bargaining going forward where we are the new kid on the block. Um, you know, our international is looking at it from, from a standpoint, um, and we have been in touch with them. But um, it, it's tough to be kind of your own island over here because we're only the one store. Um, you know, we've been uh, actively uh, speaking to members. Um, you know, one of the things Yomira had heard, which we found uh, pretty interesting, was that, um, and this was in the Long Island stores and talking to some of the workers, CVS claimed that they were going to give their workers a big increase coming July. That's usually when their increases are due because they do their reports, annual reports on the employees. So um, they were going to do their, their, their increase, and they were going to raise them to be competitive with other um, stores and other industry, um, and the other folks in the industry. Um, but they're going to raise them. They're going to give them one big raise, and they're going to raise them to $212. That's what they told them. Well, they're going to raise them $12. That's six months prior to Governor Como's increase. All right, they're not getting another raise. So they, they, they're just they're, they're basically selling them something, letting them think, or is that because the union's been around talking to the workers? Is that a way to try to satisfy it? And Neil said another way, a form of turnaround saying, hey, we're going to give you the money. You don't need the union. Yeah, and as my uh, co-host emeritus, Bill Holfield, always likes to point out, is like, you could, that, that would be great. You can have a, a good owner, a good boss who decides, hey, I'm going to do this, you know, because my work deserve it. But unless it's in a contract, that could all go, go away as easy as it came. Absolutely. Their front page on their um, um, personnel um, manual says right off the top, you know, everything is here. It can change at any moment. Standard, standard procedure. So, Yomira, how many, how many people do we have working in that the CVS store? I think it's between Cortelieu and, uh, and Beverly Roads on yeah. Flatbush Avenue in Brooklyn. They've hired um, more staff, so they're up to 20 right now. Mm-hmm. Now, these are, these are in addition to the pharmacy techs and the— These are the, techs. This is the pharmacy personnel and the front retail section of the store. Now, you, you talked a little we, like we, we implied, we talked a little bit about the mom and pop store. That CVS is kind of like uh, the, the workers there. They, they've kind of turned it into a mom and pop store because they know all the people in the neighborhood. Oh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. The community, the community there knows them very well. <laughs> they're known by their names. They come in. They're very friendly with them. 
Um, they interact with them while they're there shopping. They have a very good relationship with the employees there at CVS. And I, I just think for, for my money, that's what resonates more than uh, the red CVS letters outside. You're going to go to a place where you feel comfortable and you feel like you, 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 you're, you're valued and, you know, people want to take care of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So just thinking about where the, where the fight is and what's happening out on the West Coast, what, I mean, what is, what is the rationale that, that you get? I mean, you know, I'm not an organizer. I'm not a negotiator. I would just say, hey, I just want what, what they have there on, on the West Coast. Uh, to, to me, um, I, I honestly think that, um, you know, they're pretty embedded in not looking to do anything more for these workers because it could possibly lead to other CVSs being organized. I mean, it's pretty much that is the, the lay of the land. Uh, anything that these folks should get, that's that's better. They don't and they don't want to give it to the other folks. That's the other thing too. If there is something better than a New York Sick Leave Act, if there is something better than a new than the New York Scheduling Act, which we don't even we've kind of heard from the workers, who knows if that's even being honored uh, by CVS? Um, you know, anything other than the law that they are entitled to provide is all they want to do. I think the last time that uh, we were here, um, uh, Joe Fontana, our secretary treasurer, had spoken to you. I mean, we made a proposal for them and uh, on a medical plan that could save the company money um, if they went into that plan. It would be provided through the union, uh, but the monthly cost was less than what they're currently paying for their employees, um, which could have hopefully led to maybe a cost savings for the employees. Not a lot of people take it because they can't afford the medical and the company hasn't even addressed it or doesn't want to address it at all with us at the bargaining table. So, Neil, I mean, you've been around a long time. What, what, do, you, what do you think CVS rationale, what's their long-term strategy every company, supposed to be? Every company does not want a, a union. They see the union as a partner. They don't want a partner. It's consistent across the board. Uh, every, every organizing drive is a fight, and yet it's so critical to the individual worker that you have a union and you have protection. Uh, and, and that's, it, it is what it is. Management is gonna fight you. But on the other hand, you got a, you got a great, you got a strong union, it's 338. They're not giving up. They're gonna be there as long as it takes. Dwayne Reed is a great example. Dwayne Reed, I remember I, w I was actually working for a 330 at the time, 338 at the time. It was uh, a long, drawn out, uh, Dwayne Reed never thought that that uh, the company would be unionized, yet it is unionized. And and the crazy thing is that it's much better, and management is happy. It's and, it's easy. And and they were acquired by Walgreens, and the relationship between the union and the company has been you know fantastic. You know any issues, we work them on out. Um, so um, you're exactly right, Neil. And they get supported by 338. And the, uh, and the. Neil, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. We, we have run out of time for this segment, but I think we have a lot more to talk about. Uh, you guys want to come back and do another segment? We'll keep the conversation going? Sure. Yeah, sure. All right, so make sure you come back after these messages for more good talk and hear about CVS and what's happening with organizing efforts here on AM 970. Yeah. You're listening to Labor Press on AM 970, The Answer. 